In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We all like a bit of clarity in life. Actually, I think we love clarity. Knowing what's good from what's bad. Separating what's right from what's wrong. Naming it, labelling it. We love it. We go through our lives naming things as good or bad. And it gives us a feeling of satisfaction and security with our own place in the world when we have everything around us organised. I've seen this increasingly online over the last few months. There's a movement in our society of wanting to name things as wholly good or wholly bad based on a tweet or a certain aspect of somebody's life. And there's a certain view that would say that this is what religion is for, separating the good from the bad. A few weeks ago, in one of the Zoom sermons, I mentioned some of the excuses that people give me as to why they don't come to church. Not that anybody needs to give me any reasons why. But one that I hear frequently is that you can be a good person without going to church. As if church is a club for the good. And sometimes I want to challenge them. Sometimes I want to ask how good they think they are because I know that I come to church and I know that we come to church because we know that we're not good. We know that we do things wrong, that we get things wrong, that we muck up and we make mistakes. We know that we get things wrong and that's part of the reason why we're here. But I know that challenging them would not always be good. And sometimes it would just leave them confused or baffled or angry. But we come to church not because we're good, but because we know we're not. But there's a danger here in defining church as simply a place for moral teaching. And throughout the world, when we think about religion, particularly when we think about the church, I think there are two visions of what the church is for. One based on rules, what we can and can't do, and the other based on relationship. And I think the stereotypical English vision of the church is about rules, about what we can and what we can't do, what is right, and what is wrong. But the other vision is what I think we should be moving towards. It's what we as mature, rational, thinking Christians should be heading towards. That relationship, that relationship with God that experience of union with God. 
And that's not to say that ethics and morals don't count, because they do, and they're important. But the main thing is a faith that relates to God in Jesus Christ. Now, both of these visions of the church can be found in Scripture. You can find them both alive and well in the New Testament. The rules version of Christianity is the one that we get from people like Matthew and James. Matthew and the epistle of James hold very close to their Judaism. They both think that Christians should still be following and keeping the Jewish law. They also think that people will be judged according to whether they have done right or wrong. And it's Matthew who gives us this very visual picture of hell. It's from Matthew's descriptions of judgment that we get so many pieces of artwork and we get that image that's inherited in... The book is opened. We're separated into good and bad, sheep from goats, wheat from weeds. On the other hand, we have people like the Gospels according to Mark and John and the letters of St. Paul. Mark and John have very little ethical teaching. What you find them talking about is relationship. The relationship with God in Christ. That love is the fulfilment of the law. That love makes the law unnecessary. And Paul is the same. The message that he gives out in the epistles is justification by faith. That it's the spirit that gives life. And that we are to work on our status as children of God. We are children of God and it's the relationship that we have with God that is the most important thing. And that salvation comes from learning to love God in Christ, not by keeping rules. So what about today's gospel? It's from Matthew, who comes from the Jewish laws. So as you'd expect, there is this big picture about what judgment is. According to the rules, separating the blessed from the damned, the good from the bad. Look at what it says. The kingdom of God is like a field of wheat. But the enemy, the devil, has sown weeds. And these aren't any old weeds. These are weeds that look like wheat. So if you try and pull them up, the chances are you will pull up the wheat as well. You'll damage the good 
while trying to get rid of the bad. Matthew's Jesus then puts a very clear and stark interpretation onto this parable. The field is the world, the wheat are the good people, the children of God, the children of the kingdom, and the weeds are the bad people. And the point is that you can't tell who is who until judgment. And this is when the angels will gather up all the good people into eternal bliss. And the wicked people will be rooted up and thrown into the furnace, where they will weep and gnash their teeth forever. It's a simple picture. But the trouble is, as I said, this image is quite different from what the rest of the New Testament teaches. It's a very narrow and specific view. It's also very different from what we learn from the world around us and what we know about ourselves. Because the fact is, if you're honest, you can't divide the world or the church or other people into good and bad. However much we want to, however much it would satisfy that little bit of chaos in ourselves, we can't do it. Because all of us, every single one of us here, every single one of us out in the world, aren't just wheat or weeds. We are both. Within ourselves, we have both the good and the bad, both the wheat and the weeds. We are both at the same time. And so we can't find that simple distinction between good and evil that we crave. Good and evil isn't a line that we can draw because it's a battle that happens within ourselves all of the time. Constantly live with this. And I think this is why it's so important to be careful when we approach some of the parables like the parable of the weeds. When we try and understand it for our own lives. I don't see this parable as being about God judging the bad people at the end of time. I see this as God judging the bad stuff that is within me right now and judging that. All of us are a mess of weeds and wheat and we are in desperate need of help. And faith and religion only starts when we start to face this. And when we start to face the fact 
that God loves us in spite of all of our weeds. God loves us in spite of all of our weeds. It's the relationship that's important. Because there isn't another way that anyone with ears listen. Amen.